Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, it's the Melchester Odyssey again, here we go, 18th, no 16th of October, I really need to get some spectacles I think, 16th <laughs> of October 1982 issue, Um, and look who's on the front cover, it's Blackie Grey. It's a I don't great think we've cover seen a couple this, mate. Of Blackie on it, isn't it? It's and pretty it says, controversial, like because it's Blackie's back is to the camera, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So what we see is this is number eight and the back of mm. him scoring against a, a flailing goalkeeper, and it says Blackie's bullseye. But I tell you what, mate, Blackie's a big stallion of a man, isn't he? Look He's at him, a beast, isn't he? Look yeah. at that ass. Look at the ass on him, mate. Yeah, powerful. Mm. Yeah, powerful the, glutes. The detail on the on the the hamstrings there as well, and the yeah. calves. Oh God! Every sinew of his tremendous, um, muscly legs are straining mm. in this image. We've never we've we've underestimated his sheer physicality in the past, haven't we? But there, we it's have, there for yeah. all to see. And I, I keep myself in tip-top condition. It's all for you. <laughs> I'm not going to let myself ever go to seed. <laughs> That's why I'm in the gym at 4am every morning. And if I ever do, right, I want you to tell me. I want you to be honest with me. <laughs> so there he is, Blackie's bullseye. He's uh, scoring a goal past a keeper who's got a very, very thin moustache. Um, and he's wearing goalkeeper's gloves of the type of the 19 early 80s, which were kind of just like uh, rubber gloves that you would use in the kitchen. <laughs> what they were, were they were like sort paws. of... You, they'd, be thin, they'd be sort of cotton, thin cotton gloves. Yeah. Like the sort that jewellers use, right? Yeah. Like snooker referees gloves. But on them, there was some like bits of rubber glued to the fingers and palms, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. For, for, yeah. And on the packaging, so it would have like Bruce Grobbelaar claiming that Bruce yeah. Grobbelaar endorsed those gloves. And we all bought them, even if we didn't play in goal. We yeah, got some. you just had to have them. I'd turn it up. But, well, I often yeah. did play in goal, but even if I didn't, I'd still be outfield wearing them just in case I was called upon. Yeah. Always be ready. <laughs> so Blackie's bullseye there. 
Um, great picture. It says more exciting action on the colour pages inside. Also promised Super Snap Dino Zoff in colour. Fuck yeah, now. This was the uh, Italian World um, Cup winning captain. World Cup winning captain, also a goalkeeper. So, rare, a rare example of a of a uh, goalkeeping manager who was, was quite also, successful. He, he managed Lazio and I think yeah. Juventus. Certainly Lazio. He was he was mm. manager of Lazio when Gaza went there. He was also 40 years old when he won the World Cup as a goalkeeper. And he loved incredible. smoke. There was nothing he liked more than a good fag. Loved him. Didn't conceal the fact. He'd be, yeah. he'd be lighting up his... And imagine Italian fags, I assume, like all foreign fags. Extra strong, weren't they? I reckon so. And, of course, uh, he probably just smoked them um, during training. Not during matches, because that's not allowed. But no. during training, that, that's why he was a goalkeeper, so he could have a good old smoke. Yeah. While he was standing watching I the rest of them kick the ball around while the stuff. football goes on, shot <clears> come, is no problem. I dive with cigarette, exactly. it's not a problem. So, um, where are we? Yeah, inside in the Roy the Rovers pages, uh, it says, following a heavy defeat in the opening match of the season, Roy had fielded a new look, it says in inverted commas, new look team for Melchester Rovers' visit to Carford City. Having refused to plunge the transfer market, plunge into the transfer market rather, in search of new players, a good result was vital for the Rovers player manager. So he made some changes as well, hasn't he? Um, he's brought Toby Morton back in goal. <clears throat> Seems like a desperate act, but uh, whatever. And um, yeah, so Paco Diaz um, slides a ball through to Racy through uh, a gathering of three defenders. And the crowd say, magic, Paco Diaz, magic. <laughs> what a touch. Roy's <laughs> away. And he is. Roy is very much away. Um, there he goes. Um, and it says, Roy made ground. And Roy hits long ball right across the park. Who's he looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, all Who do you think is going to traditional... answer that fucking question? Don't ask questions. Just watch. Yeah. Who's he looking for? What's going to happen next, I wonder? <laughs> Let's see. Fucking <laughs> turn it in, will you, mate? <laughs> Fuck's sake. And he, the, the, the who that he is looking for is none other than Glenn Ritchie, the Rovers' new signing from Scotland. Um, he's just kind of just being really subtly brought in, hasn't he? Hasn't been a big fanfare or anything. There's no backstory about them signing this Glenn Ritchie fella. He's just appeared. I just chucked um, him in. Yeah, but this was a thing, you know. I mean, players didn't always. There weren't always big signings. Big clubs would sign players from the lower leagues or from Scotland oh, for small yeah. amounts of money. Liverpool were brilliant at it. Look, yeah, look I at mean, Liverpool's Liverpool great Rush. teams. You know, yeah. going back to Keegan, of course, but yeah, Ian Rush came from Chester City, didn't he? Fuck's sake. Yeah. Where the fuck did people like, think. you know, Craig Johnson come from? <clears throat> Mark Lawrenson, didn't he come from like Oxford or Brighton. something? Brighton. Brighton, I think Lawrenson was at. These um, are not like, it doesn't have to be, and I think, personally, this is what I, this is what I want my club to be like. It's transfer mm. window season at the moment. Savvy. And I just, I just am sick of, I've probably done this rant before, but I'm sick of the old cult of fucking transfer windows, right? And who are we going to get and all of that? It's like, 
Don't you realise that that's what led to the fucking Super League is partly just fans being obsessed and entitled about signing yeah. superstars. And I can tell you from the incredible season West Ham have just had, which is one of the most enjoyable seasons I've ever, you know, experienced as a West Ham fan, it was extra sweet the fact that we had done it without kind of buying in loads of superstars and that we'd unearthed some gems from you know mm. on small on a small budget. Fucking hell, it feels a million times better. I mean, that's a story. Manchester City or Paris Saint-Germain or whoever, when it, or in Chelsea, who just won the Champions League, you know, doing it because they've got a benefactor who's just bought a selection of superstars. I, I don't doubt it still feels good if you're a Chelsea fan watching that. But fucking hell, if you were a Liverpool fan in the 70s or 80s and you were watching mm. this team of kind of just a ragtag band of lads who'd been spotted and unearthed and just bonded together. Or yeah. Cluffy was brilliant at it as well, wasn't he? But this goes back to what we said before, when you're watching stuff like the big match revisitors, the lower leagues weren't regarded as this kind of thing to be held at arm's length almost in terms yeah. of comparison. You'd sometimes have a Division 2 game would be the top game of the day. Yeah. And there'd always be something from outside of the top flight and players came and went. Teams, I was watching... Um, who was it? It was QPR, I think. And they were in the second division at the time and they were playing and they had players like Stan Ball still playing for them. Mm. And I think Jerry Francis, they'd been relegated, but those players hadn't just got out. Oh, yeah. well, I'm too good for this league. I'll be finding a club in the top league as yeah. soon as possible. Stuck around and they tried to dig the club out of it and get back up again. Trevor Brookin, what about Trevor Brookin? Yeah, we went down in the yeah. 70s, uh, in the late 70s, West Ham went mm. down. Brooking, Billy Bonds, Alan Devonshire, all of those lads who were uh, all had England caps, and Trevor Brooking was, you know, one of England's top two, two or three players. Carried on playing yeah. for England, no problem. Didn't cross his mind to fucking Lee. But exactly. well, we we went down. I'm, it's my responsibility to take us back up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the Rovers did here, isn't it? None of the players left after they no got one relegated. Left. Uh, but they signed this Glenn Ritchie kid from, from Scotland. Um, that was a big Glenn thing, when they signing people from Scotland. That was the equivalent yeah. of now signing someone from Spain. You're like, oh, yeah. you've got a player yeah. down from Scotland. Yeah. So exotic. Mm-hmm. Um, look at him go! He is, he's dancing his way through the Carford defenders there. It says Ritchie had come with a reputation of being strong, fast and brave. And uh, the crowd, one of the crowd members says, he's fast, all right, and he'll need courage to get through that lot. <laughs> he'll need courage. I hope he's courageous. I hope his heart is full, full to the brim. <laughs> well, he's a Scotsman, so of course it will be. <laughs> They're very brave. Um, Take him out, Carford, shouts one of the Carford fans. He gets to the byline. Slides as he gets his cross in and goes as they go sliding on him. They've nailed him, but he had the strength to get in across. Have they got the time to fucking see all this while the cross comes in? Um, never mind. It says at that same moment, Roy arrived at the far post and Roy nods it down and shouts, Blackie Gray! <laughs> nods it straight into Blackie's path. And there is the goal that we see on the front cover. Use the same drawing again economical uh, and Blackie shouts as he drills it past the keeper he shouts get in there <laughs> get in there 
yes. almost willing the ball the into the back of the net yeah. there, isn't he? Get in there, you cunt. <laughs> um. That one's for the light. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, in a, in a, the, the, we see this all the time. What's his name? Skew has basically yeah. used the same drawing he uses for Paco Diaz as the goalkeeper here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Detachable heads, isn't it? On all the yeah, different players. I'll stick, I'll stick Diaz yeah. in there, but in a goalie shirt, nobody will know. Give him a bit more hair. Yeah. yeah. And they all shout, yes! It says, Carford City nil, Melchester Rovers won. Uh, the thousands of Melchester fans roared their delight, it says just over the page. Uh, and one of them shouts, now this is spelled H O E E E E E. What's that? Hoey! <laughs> what? Some people used to shout in the 80s. Howie! Howie! I mean, in Sunderland, we shout, Howie! Howie! But, uh, It must be exclusive to Melchester. It's the early goal Roy must have been praying for. What a start! Let's hope the lads can keep it up. Fucking hell. Um, but Carford were determined to get back into the game. And they're going running down the wing. Come on, City. If Olverton can thrash the Rovers, so can you. Let's make it 5-1. Shouts one of the other cunts. Fucking hell. Fucking fat. You're 1-0 down and you think you're going to win 5-1. Don't think so. Another one shouts, no problem. Not with Tubby Morton in gold. He's an old man. <laughs> he is, actually. He's old and He's fat. really old. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the 90s. I think he was in the 1950s annual that I've got. Fucking hell. He's 63 years of age. That cross should add to his grey hairs. Chronic diabetes as well. (laughs) Too many fucking cakes. That's what the doctor said, but I can't stop. I fucking love them. (laughs) (laughs) I treat myself. I got problem is I go past the bakers on my way home and I have them on display in the windows. Cream horns. Cream slices, chocolate eclairs. I fucking love all of them. <laughs> I have a grab bag. I say, just put, so just fucking put five random ones in. I'll work my way through them in the car. <laughs> I, um, but of course, I mean, I don't know if he was diabetic or not, but Gary Babbitt, of course, was the most famous diabetic footballer, wasn't yeah. he? In yeah. the early 80s. Commentators could not. It was the biggest obsession of all football commentators (laughs) in the 80s was Gary Mabbitt's diabetes. It was. How is he managing to play with the diabetes and that? Well, he regulates his blood sugar levels. What what is diabetes, though? I don't know. Everyone goes on about it. Everyone's always telling you, you better watch out, you'll get diabetes. I'm like, well, Gary Mabbitt had it and he did all right. Yeah, yeah, blood sugar levels, isn't it? If you have too much blood sugar, if you have too many cakes like Toby Morton. Right, that you'll get it from too much cake. I think so. I better watch that. I'm, I'm a bit of a sugar addict. Mm. Anyway, let's not get into my diabetes anxiety. No, add it to the list. Um, <laughs> so, the cross comes in, but Toby Morton has got a very, very keen eye on it. Uh, he comes for it, jumps over uh, Vic Guthrie and a Carford striker, and he shouts, That's mine, Vic Guthrie! Vic Guthrie shouts, What the? <laughs> and he flattens Guthrie as he, with his huge frame, comes to collect this ball. Uh, it says the Melchester super brat shook his head. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what you call being in command of your own goal area, 
says Vic Guthrie to no one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Players continued, no one. Oh, Duncan Mackay's there, he joins in. Aye, old Tubby doesn't let anyone get in his way. Yeah, I fucking noticed that, Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. He broke me fucking neck, cunt. <laughs> The old bastard, he must be fucking blind. He's gone in the nut, and he? He wants to give his head a wobble. Never mind the diabetes, they want to test him for fucking dementia. Like my old man, started shitting his pants in Safeways. We got him locked up, didn't we? Best thing for him. (laughs) Got to put straight in the home. I ain't seen him for 18 months, I hope he's all right. So, uh, I sent him a card at Christmas, but yeah, the way he was yeah, ending last got... time I saw him, he wouldn't be able to make any. He's probably fucking forgotten who I am, yeah, the daft cat. Probably tried to fucking eat it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> they he probably got him back. in a cage with some electrodes yeah. up on his head they, for the best. They say he can't write anymore, so he never sends the cards back. Sad. You can't have your old fella shitting his pants in safe ways. It's embarrassing. <laughs> nah, and he's putting away. Um... I sold his ass to pay for it, so it's all right. There's it's no cost right. to me, obviously. No, it's not, not been a problem for me financially. If anything, I'm up on the deal because I used to go round there every I fortnight mean, and take him a bottle <laughs> of something. Yeah, ideally, he needs to pick it in the next 18 months because then otherwise the ass money's going to run out and it's going to start coming out of my pocket. I ain't having that. But uh, I've had a word with him, Master, if there's anything that can do to, you know, speed it along a little bit. And uh, they didn't no. say yes, but they didn't say no either. You know, we exchanged a look, me and the boss of the home. Yeah, I think he knows where I'm coming it from. Loud, but it makes sense for them as well because they're clear beds. They've probably got a backlog of people. Clears a bed, doesn't it? Or a cage or whatever it is they're fucking keeping him in. Rubber room, hopefully. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. So, uh, so, <laughs> Toby Morton. <laughs> Toby Morton. <laughs> Toby Morton. really callous about his dad's dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Guthrie. <laughs> then it turns out he ain't got dementia, he's only got diabetes and he didn't need to be in there. Fucking hell, I'll come I don't fucking... see how the diabetes made him shit himself, but, well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tubby Morton uh, throws the ball out from his goal area uh, straight to uh, Nat Goston. Someone in the crowd shouts, what he lacks in speed, he makes up for in experience. 
Granddad Great them throw. One of them says to Tommy <laughs> yeah. Martin. Throw it. Throw it. <laughs> throw it far. Oh, look at it. Go through the air. Throw the ball as far as you can. Fuck it up. Like Bailey Thompson <laughs> in the shot put. <laughs> oh, great throw. Some of the City fans jeered. The Rovers midfield veteran. Fucking hell. Gah! Melchester are like a dad's army these days. You old Take your... Guthrie. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Take your pension and retire, granddad. Another one shouts, Ha! <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Weird. Call him a whore? Right, you whore. Guthrie, you're nothing but a whore. <laughs> you know you're past it, but you're still taking the money off Melchester because you're a fucking prostitute. You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but, um, no, fucking Gosden does a one-two. Um, He's like, have that, l- cunts. Who's the yeah. granddad now? Yeah, and then lifts it into the area, into the path of Roy... And he shouts, Roy! As he does it. And one of the fans shouts, My grief! <laughs> what? My grief? <laughs> my grief? I've had a good grief. Oh, my God. But my grief. My grief! What a ball! Perfectly weighted. Falling just right for Roy's. And then in the next frame, the sentence is finished. Rocket! Fucking hell. <laughs> they all got a hard Here we the go. Rocket, wait they? for it, wait for it. Here it comes. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's a whore of a shot. <laughs> imagine if like imagine if Barry Davies just shouted, Whore <laughs> Slut! No, I mean <laughs> I was in a bookshop. I fucking hope he's... I hope one of these commentators... I hope Clive Tilsley (laughs) shouts slapper when when an England goal goes. (laughs) Slapper! (laughs) It's probably more likely to be Martin Tyler in his advanced years. Mm. I tell you what, I used to like Martin Tyler, but he's enough... um, I I feel bad saying it, but... He's so slow and old that he makes it mm. sound like cricket or golf. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's got that slow, mellow, and he's gone so slow and mellow that it's like fucking hell. He puts you mm. to sleep. You could be watching a thriller, but you still feel like falling off to sleep. No, I've not. I've not been a fan of Tyler for a while. He's he's kind of going into that Motson era of twilight years. I mean, he's yeah. about seventy-seven year old now. I think Tyler. Mm. Matter face, face is the new kid on the block. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. No. He talks too much. Just I used to let sometimes do, do handovers with him at um, Talk Sport. Yeah. Because he was one of the presenters at Talk Sport. But I never really got to know him very well. Yeah. But... Um, it was strictly professional relationship. Hand-overs yeah, we were only. never intimate. We were never intimate. No. I mean, like he's very sort of by the book broadcasting. I remember he used to always start everything by saying the word, look. They go, Sam... What do you think of England's defensive performance against the Danes? Look. 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 An air of authority. There are people who do that. Like you could say, Sam, uh, what are you having for your tea? Look, I've been very clear on this, Andy. (laughs) Thursday night's chip night, as you know. Mondays, it's hard to say. It's a lottery. (laughs) The kitchen's basically like a casino at this stage of the week. You never know what the outcome's going to be. And Roy hits it with the left foot into their top corner 
Uh, and of course, they finish the sentence. Roy's rocket, goal, brilliant! It looks as if Manchester are marching right back to the top. Well, it's a rocket one goal. One. They've lost one and won one, so they're mid-table at best. Uh, oh, oh. Well, that's the end of that week's instalment. It's been action, action, action all the way. No off-field drama at all, which is good. I'm going to give that. Um, I'm only going to give it eight out of ten. Because it was uh, it was quite standard stuff. I do sometimes like just one that's pure action, though. Yeah. I mean, I love. I, 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 I genuinely do find. I think actually, when I was a kid in particular, what I really loved about Roy the Rovers was the action because it was as close yeah, as you could st- get to watching a game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just going to say this is a one as a kid. I would have loved this because it's like oh, stuff's happening. All the soap opera stuff. I think we've got more into that as we've got old. Like we're really interested mm-hmm. in the psychodrama, and well, there's more that we can work and, with in this podcast, isn't it? And there? what you might call Roy's inner emotional life, Andy, which yeah. I think yeah. the team behind this were trying to bring out. Barry and Tomlinson, there isn't much time for that. And Skew and the uh, lads, but at the time, all I wanted was field. loads of action, and I loved mm. it that Melchester won every week. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. Um... And then, so Mark's at a 10. I'm giving that 8. What about yourself? I'll give it 8, yeah. Okay. Uh, but then, a little preview for next week. It says in uh, speech marks, this will teach Roy Race to put old age pensioners in goal. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, Tubby Morton's going to shit his pants. He probably is. So uh, that's that one. Uh, a couple of other bits of business from elsewhere in the comic. Uh, oh, uh, Whoopee comic. If you buy that next week, you get a free piece of bubbly bubble gum from Ooh. Anglo Bellamy. It's the tastiest gum around. And there's also the arrival of Snack Man, the mirth-making munching menace from the machines. Now, obviously, that's Pac-Man, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But they call him Snack Man for copyright reasons. So that's going to be fun. Mirth-making. Now, you know what? This, this, this podcast is quite mirth-making. I think we should consider putting that in our little um, podcast description. On Maybe we will, yeah. Because yeah. people might think it's going to be a football thing, but it's not as it's <laughs> mirth, mirth-makers. Mirth-makers, Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney. <laughs> Middle-aged mirth-makers. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged male mirth-makers. That's what they call us. <laughs> M-A-M-M-M. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, where, where are we at? Yeah, the Roy race talking, where, you know, Roy answers questions and fucking gives up facts and stuff like that. And um, it says, a new start at Walsall, question mark. And I'll, I'll read this verbatim. Darren Handley, Darren Handley recently wrote to me from his home in Ashbourne, Derbyshire, and said... I am 14 and have been reading your comic ever since the first edition came out. I would like to know the address of Walsall Football Club <laughs> so I can write to them for a trial. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. What? Life before, life before the internet was so yeah, weird. Yeah. First of all, Darren, do you not own a copy of the Yellow Pages? Because I think you find that they will be in there under football clubs. Go to the fucking library. Dickhead. Have you not got a Rothman's yearbook? Yeah. We're all in there. Fuck me. Right. Go to your library, listen, exactly. Listen, right, I was wondering whether you could help me out with something. I'm looking to get a trial organised at Warsaw Football Club. 
<laughs> and uh, I want you... No, not to put a word in for me, not like that. I wouldn't ask that of you because I know you're busy. I simply <laughs> would appreciate their address if you have it in your files. Now, I'm not interested in any other clubs. I've identified Walsall at the level that I'm, I believe I am at. Walsall's the club and for that me. Will be, that will be... I, I, yes, I live in Derbyshire, but I think that Walsall will be a great uh, starting block for me as a young professional. So, Walsall or bust is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, right, right, reply, certainly, Darren, drop a line to the manager, Walsall FC, Fellows Park, Walsall, Staffs, West Midlands. <laughs> you fucking Naturally, weirdo. <laughs> I wish you the very best of luck. Dear Roy, I, I believe it is my destiny to play for Walsall <laughs> Football Club. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I woke up one morning and somehow I knew. That was what, that was the fate God had in store for me. <laughs> The first thing I thought was, I better get their address. And who better to ask than you, Roy Race, a Roy fictional Race. Co- character out of a comic I read. I figured that uh, writing in a letter, sending it in, waiting for it to be read and responded to in a future edition would be a lot more quicker than me going down the fucking library. <laughs> or ringing director inquiries, for example. Ringing fucking 192. <laughs> Before the uh, internet, one nine. I don't know how much you used one nine two because it was actually quite expensive. I used to fucking expensive. work at one nine two for a bit. You did. I worked on the fucking one nine two call centre. Yeah. Hell, what was that like? It was fucking hell. Was it? It was fucking hell. Yeah. Do people Calls ask you all sorts of stupid non-stop. questions? Just pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. People didn't have the information of the place that they wanted. They, they were that fucking is, that, ringing up That's wanting. almost like the word. I mean, that would be annoying for anyone, but that's exactly... That's one of your personal bugbears. Yeah. Is people asking stupid questions. Yeah. Yeah. So you working at 192 is, in a way, hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. I was there for about eight months. Might, might not have been that long, actually, but fucking people wanting fucking numbers of Indian takeaways and Chinese takeaways. And how did and you just, get them? I look them up on a computer. What was the computer like? It was just like a fucking directory. You used to put in the name and then it would do a search for you, like the internet. I would, I would fucking call 192 to an outrageous extent when I was younger. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you cunt. I had a problem with it. No, Fuck I wasn't you know. one of the cunts who didn't know anything. I'd have the no, necessary information. You knew what you were asking for, did you? Yeah, but you knew I'd, what you were asking yeah, for. Yeah, I did. Right. I was pretty decent. I was a decent caller. <clears throat> I bet, yeah, you weren't appreciating the decent ones like me who'd done a little bit of research before calling up so as not to waste your time. Hmm. You know, I might have even asked you, hello, this is Sam Delaney. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck who it is. What do you want? <laughs> Is this one nine two directory inquiries? Yes. Yes, I just said at the beginning. I just said hello one nine two. What can I? How can I help you? I need the phone number for the following: West Ham United Association Football Club. <laughs> you see, trials department. <laughs> My intention is to become a professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting day of that job was when I was working there when 9-11 happened that was the most interesting aspect Did you of get it. a lot of calls we well the, the, the thing came up on the screen that given us the number of the um, the American embassy in London and stuff like that because people would be like trying to ring fuck knows why I don't know but um, that's just it's one of the things you remember where you were when that happened 
And it was people just, ringing at me and hello. Unfortunately, what's fucking happening in America? Yeah, yeah, there was, there was, was. We say, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just been on my dinner. Well, I was you, watching the Who do you reckon stuff? it is? The Chinese, yeah. the Arabs, what? <laughs> no one knows. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> My mate Mike reckons it's aliens, but it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd give you a buzz like and see if you had see any thoughts. See what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then phone call of the week is the other uh, regular that we look at in here. This is from Jason Nichols. Uh, Roy says, Jason lives in Torquay, Devon, and said, as a football magazine, Roy of the Rovers doesn't really look at the game realistically enough. Oh, oh, you fucking think so, do you, pal? He says, the story should have more realism in them. My favourite story is the wheelchair wonder. I dislike the hard man. In the <laughs> I will t- not go into the reasons why. <laughs> yeah. He just says it in one sentence. In the talking pages, top stars should be interviewed to ask about their opinions on various laws of the game. For instance, I notice I've said laws and not rules because that is their proper name. Uh, for instance, this season's clampdown on the professional foul. Overall, though, your comic is pretty good. It's worth 18 pence, but no more. I would pay 19, put it that way. <laughs> you've got it you spot on. start charging 19, you're going to lose you, a reader. You've got it spot on. In fact, I would say you're fucking chancing your arm just a little bit. But for now, you're safe with me. Well, uh, talk about chancing your arm. They says, finally, I would like to see the whole of your paper in colour. I mean, this, this fucking gets right under Roy's skin, so here's yeah. Roy's reply. So, so would I, Jason. But the cost of just one issue in colour would be astronomical and therefore way out of reach of most readers' pocket money. Anyway, well done on adding to yours. You've won £3. Yeah, you little fucking prick. Oh, I, mean, I, know, said it before. I know your type. You can't have on it fucking colour, but you won't pay more than 18p. You want everything served up to you on a fucking plate, don't you, Jason? You prick. Fucking this Devin. is the... Um, this is the masochistic side of Roy where he enjoys people ringing up and slagging him off. He Come gets on. off on it. Gives them Give money. Give us your best fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking... What? I tell you what, mate, it's all gravy for me. Say what you fucking want. It's water off yeah. a duck's back. Yeah. Come on. Come on, kids. You tell us how, how you change this paper and we'll see, uh, we'll see how fucking realistic it is. What? All in colour? Fuck off. Here's your three quid, son. Don't like Ta-da. the hard man, do you? Couldn't give a fuck. Um, so there we are that's the end of that issue and uh, we'll be back with more next week thanks for listening hope you've enjoyed it Uh, look forward to your dementia years they're imminent don't get diabetes it's an awful encumbrance Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, 
allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.